Hey, just making a short break to let you know that my signature course, The Lettering Seminar, is opening registrations for new students soon. This program is my streamlined lettering university for you, and since 2017, it has helped students master the art of hand lettering and progress in their careers. It happens just a couple of times per year, so if you want to join us this time around, I recommend you to sign up for the waiting list on theletteringseminar.com, and I will let you know as soon as registration opens. Also, those who sign up for the waiting list get exclusive access to some awesome bonuses. Go to theletteringseminar.com to sign up. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flor, and in this show, I will try something different. I usually have conversations with other artists and designers, and today I want to speak to you on a, an intimate conversation. And I want to speak about portfolio, which I know is a very sensitive topic for us designers. Our portfolio is what in a way represents us, um, is our way to show the way we see the world. And although we know how important that is for us and for our success as designers and creatives, we often neglect it. And today I want to speak about all of the things that we say ourselves uh, and all the resistance that we experience. I speak about the resistance that we experience when we want to work and create work, but we cannot, right? So let's start by saying that having a portfolio of work is really important for us as creatives. Is you know, what represents us in front of others, what helps us attract our dream assignments, what also helps us get validation of our community and um, ourselves as well, right? So, and I have, ha I have experienced throughout time that, you know, th through my own experience, but also through working with many students on my online academy that people delay working on their portfolios for many reasons, um, you know, People say, okay, I don't have time, I'm not good enough, um, I am not ready to show my work, right? And I get that. I get that, you know, showing our work is in a way making ourselves vulnerable because it is showing the, you know, what we are able to do at this point of time. But I want to tell you that even when you feel that this is, you're not ready and is not good enough, this work that you're doing now is necessary for creating better work in the future, right? And as an artist, your work is key and this is the place where you will build everything. If you want to make a career as an artist, you will build your career from the work you do. Um, and it's the place that helps you build authority, right? And nowadays I hear, because of this work that I do with students and also because I'm in touch with other creatives in our field, I hear many artists and designers worrying about social media and 
asking like, okay, what are the tactics to get more followers or what are the, you know, specific tactics to get more clients? And I feel that by focusing only on that, they are neglecting the most important part um, of their success, which is focusing on getting really good at doing what they do, right? And building from that. And don't get me wrong, in this podcast, we often interview creatives or artists that are at a certain level in their career and we really want to go, or I at least want to go deep into understanding how did they get where they got, right? How did they how did they find those first clients? How they, did they, you know, overcome all these challenges that they had throughout their career? So I think that these tactics and these strategies are also important, but are not perhaps the, the one thing you should be focusing on when you are an artist and creative. I believe that, you know, creating solid basis from your work and from the output you're having as a as an artist or as a creative it is key to your success and all of the things that can come on top like reaching out to clients and strategies to um, get those stream assignments and strategies to um, you know to obtain uh, recognition from your community and your peers everything comes on top, right? But if you don't have a solid basis um, f- from which you will build on, then, you know, everything seems meaningless, right? Um, so that solid basis is your work. And your work for us as creatives, our work is our portfolio or our portfolio is the container of that work, right? Right. So last week I said on social media that in the beginning of my career, as everyone else, I didn't have much work to show. When I started my career as a lettering artist, I really started from scratch. I was a graphic designer. I had been working on graphic design projects for most of my uh, professional life, and I didn't have much work to show. So what I did is I started creating excuses to produce work, right? So I started this self-initiated projects. Um, so through these side projects, I was really pushing myself to create output, to create work often. And this way I was really getting better at what I was doing because I was you know, acquiring this, this daily practice on just producing and putting the work out there. So not only that, I was I was getting really good at what I was doing or at my skills, but also I was getting really acquainted with the idea of showing my work. So I was producing some something and the end goal was to put that in my portfolio or to put that on social media or to put that somewhere where people can see it, right? And so these projects really helped me shape me as an artist and I have to say that sometimes when I was putting work out there response was not really positive sometimes it was like skyrocketing right and especially in the beginning you won't get much response from what you're doing right it is natural it is natural that you seek for 
validation from the outside, from other people. Um, this is how we are hardwired as humans. We are, you know, we understand what is good through what other people mirrors back to us, right? So, um, so as kids, when we, you know, when we were uh, doing our first steps, making our first steps, and our mom will smile, then we will realize, like, okay, this is good. This is a good thing that I'm walking on my own, right? So, through the mirror of other people, we can validate what we are doing, right? So, this is totally normal that we seek for this uh, external validation. And you have to understand that in the very beginning, this will be kind of low or very few, right? And that's totally fine because you're just starting, right? But putting yourself out there no matter what is what takes you from seeking that self-validation to moving to a place of more confidence. And because you see, you know, you see your results and you you put output or you put work out there often, you start building self-confidence beyond the external validation. And I hope this is making sense right now. Um, so back to the to the side projects. One of them was um, this uh, online battle that I started with the it then Italian calligrapher Giuseppe Salerno, who was actually here in the podcast. I think he is in one of our um, 10 or 15 episodes back, uh, so you can go check it out, is the episode with Giuseppe Salerno. He, he and I started an online battle that was called Lettering versus Calligraphy, and this was really a, an excuse, essentially, to produce work. So we, were, we set up this game, this online game together, and we were putting work out there every single day, right? After that project um, finished, I continued creating new side projects. One of them was Letter Collections, which is lettercollections.com. It's a project to um, where I was, you know, putting myself the goal of creating a postcard every day or every week and send it to someone, whoever that person was, an stranger, a celebrity, um, a, a member of my family. So, that was another excuse to produce work. And I was also on the side creating these pieces of work that I wanted to um, to include in my portfolio, right? So because I wasn't having many client assignments in the beginning, I came up with these excuses to produce work. And this is what allowed me to build a portfolio and kind of show others, um, my peers, my community, my clients, that I could do this, right? And at the same time, I was getting better at what I was doing because, you know, the more you do, the better you get. If you intentionally um, produce work, your work will improve naturally, right? So last week I was um, speaking about this on my Instagram account and um, I was telling these stories about, you know, how I build my portfolio in the in the beginning of my career as a lettering artist. And I asked on my Instagram stories, you know, what is, what is holding uh, my audience or my followers back from creating a portfolio piece? What is holding them from really building that portfolio? Because I see so many artists and designers out there that are 
really eager to go a certain direction. I have seen so many talented people saying like, hey, I, I think I have a thing with illustration. I think I have a thing for illustration. Uh, or I think I, you know, I love drawing letters and I would really like to build a career drawing letters. But, you know, I'm not sure I'm good enough. I, I don't have a portfolio. So they understand that there's, there's a need to create this portfolio to show what they are capable of. But at the same time, they neglect it and they kind of um, hold themselves back uh, of creating those portfolio pieces because this and this and that. So, so because I know this is so important and it is so important for your progress as an artist to create that first portfolio piece and to build that portfolio that I thought that in this episode I would touch on the different objections or the main objections that I have um, I have seen out there and also that I have um, read from the responses of my followers and kind of touch on them and yeah just talk about them and c- perhaps some of these things are the things that you're saying yourself uh, and that are also holding you back from creating your portfolio piece to show the world what you're capable of. And I want to say that this is important because I believe that once you create that first portfolio piece, everything changes. After you create that one and you finish it and you put it out there, the next one will be a lot easier and the next one a lot easier, right? So once you do that first one, everything changes. And and in this podcast, I really want to talk about the things that are holding you back and the things that are, you know, the objections that are in your mind from creating that first portfolio piece. By the way, I will be hosting a free masterclass about this topic next week. So I want to invite you to sign up for that masterclass. I'm going to add this to the show notes, but you can sign up to that masterclass on martinaflor.com slash lettering masterclass. And um, you just go there, sign up, and I will send you reminders when the time comes. In this masterclass, I will be sharing my five-step process to create a portfolio worthy lettering piece and I know that many of our listeners are not into lettering are illustrators or designers but still I think that that five-step process will be useful for you whatever you want to do if you're experiencing resistance to create that first portfolio lettering piece that will kickstart your career as an illustrator or as a designer or you know will help you pivot directions in whatever you are doing then I think this masterclass will be really helpful. Of course, there will be a lot about letters and lettering, uh, but I think the the ground um, idea that I'm going to be sharing in this masterclass will be really useful for you, regardless of the discipline you're into. So again, I'm going to add this to the show notes. Um, this is a free masterclass. You can sign up on martinaflor.com slash lettering masterclass and yeah I hope to see you there and so back to the topic of you know the objections or the things that we say say ourselves that hold us back from creating that portfolio lettering piece that will show the world what we are capable of doing 
So today I have a selection of five or the five, the five more common ones that I, uh, that I got from my followers on social media. So I'm going to share them with you one by one. So number one is I don't have motivation and time. And I have to say that I get it. You know, life is complicated. There's a lot of things going on. Um, but I also have to say and be straightforward in the sense that time is a commodity that all of us have. The one thing we have is time. The question is, where do we want to invest that time, right? So whenever I hear this objection of like, well, I don't have time. Is well, yeah, we, you do have time. The question is, where are you investing that time right now? And where, you know, where are your priorities that you have no time for those things you say you care about? And this may sound a little bit rough, but I want to tell you, I think that it can also be empowering to think that you have time. All you have is time. The question is, where are you going to invest that time? right? And if this is something you really care about and creating that portfolio piece is important to you, then perhaps you should be, you know, thinking about what your priorities are right now. Where are you, where are you investing time right now? And kind of shift, you know, reallocate that time to the things that really matter to you right now. And I totally get it. Like, I feel that if there's something we do as humans is that we keep accumulating things to do. You know, you, you know, as you grow older, uh, you keep on doing things that you were doing all of this. You have been doing all of this time. And sometimes you don't even think in which things are you, you are, you know, investing your time. So I think it's important to, to stop for a while. And when you hear yourself saying like, I don't have time. And, you know, this is really important to me, but I don't have time to invest in this. Then stop for a second and think and think and think, okay, where am I? Where is my time going right now? And is are those things as important as this thing that I want to invest time in? And I'm saying that I don't have time for if that's not the case, then you can reallocate that time. You can always change things. And one of the things you have the power to change is where you invest time. So number two, I got a message saying, because I said, you know, I was telling this story about my personal projects and my side projects to build a portfolio. Someone was saying, creating personal projects is fun, but I can't push myself because of no real feedback. And I really get this because when you have no real assignment there, or I would say like when we don't have a client assignment where we have a, an actual deadline and we need to deliver by that deadline, it can be hard to just keep the things rolling because, I mean, no one is waiting for this. Um, there's no client, you know, waiting for this. Um, there's no one paying for that. And um, yeah, and also I cannot get real feedback when there's no one expecting from this thing I'm creating, right? But I want to tell you that clients are not the only people that can give you feedback, right? 
other peers can give you feedback. A community can give you feedback, right? And I think that something that we do often as creatives is that we stay in isolation. We we think, okay, I, I want to get really good at this. I want to get really good at illustration or lettering or whatever you want to get good at. And you just say to yourself, okay, I'm going to stay this amount of hours sitting at my desk trying to produce work. I'm going to get this done right. I'm, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to do this all on my own, right? And we actually stay in isolation and we put in the work. We go to our studio or to our working space and we sit down to work and we just think that we are going to make it on our own, right? And we start building this um, shelter around us where we stay in isolation and we forget that, especially in the beginning, when you don't have that need to go out there and, and you know, uh, interact with clients or with other people that are working with you, this can be really alienating, right? And you really can lose perspective from what you're doing and how good you're doing, right? So I always say, go out there, try to find a community who will keep you accountable, who will really help you push yourself um, and your skills, um, who will give you feedback, right? So clients are not the only people who can give you feedback. You can find a community or you can find peers that you, you know, you hold accountability calls with, right? Um, but really try to find someone who will give you that feedback that you need to get better at what you're doing. Number three, someone said the confidence that the final pieces are good enough. So I get this. The, you know, you create something, but you don't know if this is good enough to put on your portfolio or not, and then you just don't do it, right? You just don't show it and you don't put it out there and you, of course, not will not include it in your portfolio. And I always say, if you give your best at this moment in time, it is good enough, you know? And this piece of work that you're doing today, it is necessary for creating your best work in the future, right? Because that one piece is the previous step to creating your next piece and your next piece and your next piece and every new piece of work that you create is going to get better. It's, you know, you will have all this experience with you of having created that first piece. So don't neglect that first piece of work because it is necessary to create what's coming after, right? So remember, if you're giving your best, it is good enough. Number four, time management and how not to get overwhelmed with your eight to five job. And I get this. This is the case of many creatives that they have, you know, and this may be your case as well. They are employed somewhere and they have, you know, most of their day taken up by their jobs, right? And they're already thinking like, hey, I would like to go in this direction. I want to start building a portfolio so that I, at some point I can either leave my job or find another job that is more um, in the, 
you know, in the area that I want to de develop in or in the direction that I want to develop in. Um, but of course, they, they have most of their day taken up by their job, right? So what I always say is try to start small. Um, so think of the smallest thing that you can do and, you know, try to think of the smallest thing that you can do in the time you have and just do it. If you're a lettering artist, that may be a single letter. If you're an illustrator, that may be a portrait or a bird. If, if you're a designer, that may be a um, business card or a logotype, right? So try to think of the smallest step that you can do in the time you have. If your time is limited, is very limited because of a job where that is taking up most of your day, then try to think of the smallest thing that you can do and do it. Number five, that the pieces look real and professional and believable. And I totally get that. When you put something in your portfolio, you want it to look real and you know especially if it's if it's a self-initiated project you want it to look real you want it to look as as if it was a client assignment right and there are structures and frameworks and things you can use to get there um, and of course experience will give you that as well but there are things that can accelerate your way to get there but I would say that you need to start somewhere and putting in the work is an essential part of that equation. If you don't put in the work and you're not willing to put in the work, then that won't happen, right? So with this last objection, we, sort of, we can sort of connect to the first one, which was about time and not having time. So you need to slow down. Think about the things you want to accomplish. Think about what your goals are and reallocate the time that you have in your hands to accomplish those goals, right? If you are in the process of building a career as an artist or if you're in the process of building a portfolio um, to pivot your direction as a creative, creating work should be in the center of your time management right now, right? And putting that portfolio out there and building that portfolio should be a priority for you right now. And I want to reiterate that once you put that portfolio piece out there or you put that first portfolio that you are very proud of and that shows your skills and capabilities to the world, everything changes really things become a lot easier once you do that first step and on top of that having a good portfolio of work that you take care of and you are proud of is something that will help you build confidence as an artist and I always say that confidence is magnetic if people see that your confidence in that you have confidence in your skills and in what you're doing, you know, they start recognizing you, they start seeing you, clients start looking for you, right? So I think that 
as an artist, your confidence should come from the level of the work that you're putting out there. And putting that first portfolio piece of work out there is paramount to create that, um, that progression, if that makes sense. So just to explain a little bit the logic of this, portfolio piece out there, the first portfolio piece, right, which will you know, get the things rolling, get you producing more work and better work than confidence building because you see that you're creating great work and then people really noticing you because you're so confident, you know what you're doing, that people is like, oh my God, who is this girl or this guy? Um, and clients start noticing you because they see a very great portfolio of work, right? So you can see the progression or the logic of how do you build towards that goal of yours of, you know, building a career as an artist or going in a certain direction with your work. So if you are on YouTube um, or if you are listening to this on any podcast platform, let me know on my social media channels, hit me up on Instagram and let me know what are your resistances or your objections when it comes to creating um, your first portfolio piece. If you are on YouTube, write down below what are your most common objections when it comes to creating work or putting work out there, right? And I want to remind you that I will be hosting a masterclass about this topic um, where I will be sharing my five-step process to create a portfolio-worthy um, lettering piece. Um, and if you are you know, an illustrator or a graphic designer uh, and you're not necessarily on lettering, this can be really informative for you. I will be, of course, speaking about letters, which is like my passion and the, the one thing I know about. Um, and, uh, but I think that the ground, the ground idea applies to any discipline, whatever you want to do, uh, whatever skill you're trying to get better at and whatever, you know, creative direction you're um, trying to go with your career. So you can sign up to this masterclass by going to martinaflor.com slash lettering masterclass. It's for free. I'm going to add it to the show notes as well. So this is it. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoy this solo episode about creating, um, about building your portfolio and creating that first portfolio piece. I think this is so important and definitely you should be paying attention to this topic. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you on the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, Listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.